Hello, welcome to The Connection. This is Lauren. I'm your host, and this is a place where we have conversations about faith and family through the lens of a dog trainer. Do you guys remember last week how we talked about patience? Yeah. You know one thing I'm waiting on? I'm waiting on uh, myself being able to get some things together so that I can have a cool little intro with my music and all my fancy things that all the uh, important people have. But here we are, just me recording. Um, today, I am going to be very honest with you. I get a little hot. I get a little um, a little worked up. And I say some strong things that I probably haven't ever really said on this podcast so deliberately um, and unapologetically. So I was... I'm not going to explain the whole story, but I was shopping at Aldi and I literally ended up leaving and pulling in a parking lot and recording a 20 minute voice recording, you know, like those little like voice memos on your phone. Um, I recorded one of those because I was so just feeling some feels and I really, really, really think it's going to encourage you guys because it convicted the crap out of me. And so I just want to practice what I preach. And so I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to hit play and I'm going to record for you guys <laughs> um, this conversation about what does kindness actually look like and are we being non-confrontational? Yowzers. Okay. I love you guys and then I'll see you at the end. So I just pulled out of the parking lot of Aldi and you know what, this is from a podcast people. So I'm going to record a voice memo and then play this because I'm just telling you, there was this man and he was not worried about anyone around him, but all he was worried about is stacking up those, restocking the shelves at Aldi. So he had his cart out and he's just stocking, 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 reorganizing, taking every little deodorant and making sure it had a 45 degree twist so that it was perfectly flush with the aisle and uh, his big old cart, you know, that collects all the extra boxes at Aldi. If you don't shop at Aldi, you have no no idea what I'm talking about. And you're missing out. Aldi is just like the bomb.com. So then here he is completely blocking the aisle, completely being just very anal and particular and I'm standing there like waiting to get past him and I'm like surely surely he'll move three two one no okay now he's now he's organizing the soap okay and I'm like I I, I almost thought I was on an episode of have you ever seen that show Impractical Jokers yeah not always appropriate but I know enough about it to know I felt like I was on that show where I'm like this is some type of inside joke and there's some hidden camera to see how patient someone will be before actually saying something anyway okay so here he is and then this guy just rides up right behind me in his cart and he's like I can just feel him staring at the back of my head and I kind of like turn around a little bit he's like "Uh, are, are you are you, uh, what are you doing here? And I was like, or he's like, are you trying to get through? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was just waiting. And he's like, wow, you're a lot, you're a lot kinder than I am. And I said, mm, or just non-confrontational. And he laughed. And then 
he turned around and went the other way, and then I was like, uh, excuse me? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Cranky Pants. Mr., you got something going on in your life, so I get you, but come on now. Let's just not be so cranky. So anyway, um, it got me thinking. It got me thinking that sometimes I think we do things in the name of kindness, in the name of, well, I'm just trying to love everybody. Well, I'm just trying to be kind. And especially if you are just, uh, okay, well, there goes all my chips. There goes my jalapeno chips from my husband's lunch that just got crunched in the back seat because I took the turn too fast. Anyways, I need to focus on where I'm going because I do not know because I'm shopping after a counseling session and I don't know this area very well. Anyway, I'm going to stop. Um, but literally we do things because we're trying to be kind when in reality, the truth is no, we're not being kind. We're just being non-confrontational. That's what we're being. We're being non-confrontational, but we're labeling it as if like, oh, well, I just, it's not right for me to judge. It's not right for me to step on toes. And the truth of the matter is, gosh dang it, is I, like I said, I just came back from a counseling session and he was so amazing, like he always is, because he spoke truth. He said the things that needed to be said. Yes, in love. Yes, in empathy. Yes, with suggestions and practical help of how I can make that happen. But like he spoke what needed to be said. And he reminded me that, yes, our God is a kind God. But he's not kind because he lets us do whatever we want. Or he just feeds our ego and follows us around and says, what little magic genie bottle wish do you want? Our God is kind because he is not non-confrontational. He is, he loves us enough to have the hard conversation, to seek us out, to put pressure on us, to bring us to a breaking point often in our lives when we are heading in a direction that is not good, that is not healthy. He will break us down. He will bring us to a come to Jesus moment when life is so heavy, it's so thick, the depression fog, you can't even see a step ahead of you, life sucks, you feel like you're drowning, you're overwhelmed, and you just can't do it, ding, 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 ding. That is our God being confrontational. That is our God allowing us to sit in this scenario of discontentment, of frustration, of sadness, whatever it is, just long enough not to crush us, not to break us, not to belittle us, not to kill us, but just enough to be confrontational enough to say, you know what? I am the one that can get you out of this. I am the one that can give you the hope that you're looking for. I am the only one that can fulfill all of your desires and your needs and your longings that you are looking in all the wrong places for. I am enough for you. And, you know, and let me clarify. There are times that we 
that literally life just sucks because we live in a world where things don't go the way they're supposed to and just wrong is right and right is wrong and it's just messed up this world is so messed up so yes there are some times when you are headed in the direct right direction and you're doing the thing and you're being faithful and you're just so close to you know you're so close to if you're a believer you know and you follow Jesus it's like you're you're so close to God you're 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 doing all the things you feel so close to him yet life continues to get hard and that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about when God allows us to reap what we've sown and to experience things and to say if he says I love you so much that I'm I'm going to have the hard conversation with you. I'm not just going to be kind and say, oh, well, if Lauren, if that's the way you want to think about that situation, well, Lauren, if you don't want to change your mindset and get your head right, if you don't want to do that, well, then you know what, sweetie, like, I love you and I support you. And I love that I'm talking as if God has this voice. Um, and you are just so beautiful. And I just, I really just want to be here for you. Now, does God think I am beautiful and a masterpiece and he loves me and he pursues me and he, and he wants me and he thinks above and beyond what any other human could possibly think of me? Yes. But it's not, it's not, that's a superficial kindness. God's love for us is so deep and it's so real that he's like, I'm going to have a hard conversation. I'm going to tell you what's up. I'm going to bring things right up into your face that you don't want to deal with, that you don't want to address, that you keep on burying things that you need to address that are hard, that are painful, that you need to come to a fresh understanding with, even though it's hard, because I love you so much. So I don't know if you're ever going to be in the grocery store having to make a decision to either be air quotes kind or just non-confrontational and tell the meanie, (laughs) the meanie soap stacker and Aldi to get your butt out of the way i got groceries to get um but that that is just like wow that really hit me and hello what is this this is a podcast where we have conversations about faith and families through what the lens of a dog trainer i am literally sitting in my counseling appointment i'm sitting i'm gonna turn my car off why am i wasting gas i don't know i was sitting there and i said he or i'm sorry he said to me he's explaining to me like you know, like sometimes we just like run from him in these areas and referring to God, like we run from God and we do all these things or whatever. And, you know, like what all he wants is for us to come back to him, for us to choose him again, for us to know that he alone is the best and the greatest and the, the um, most fulfilling thing. And he's the one that can give us that ultimate rest, that ultimate peace, that ultimate satisfaction that we're looking for. And he's like, not as a power trip, not as an ego thing, like, oh, I'm God and I want everybody to worship me. No, it's because, number one, he's worthy. (laughs) He's the only one that's actually worthy of all of our worship, of all of our attention, of all of our adoration. He's worth it. Not the Super Bowl, not your celebrities, not your kids, not your job, not your status. 
God is the only one that is truly worthy of everything that we devote to him. <laughs> and he knows that pursuing him allows us to become the best version of ourselves. It allows us to shave off the rough edges. It allows us to come to this beautiful place of becoming the best for holy peel out. I mean, that's not really a fancy car. Oh no, it was that car. Okay. Yeah. That car is kind of fancy. Um, all right. I don't know if you can hear that little peel out. I've always wanted to do that, you know, peel out, but then you basically have to get new tires, right? Okay. Or maybe that's just what someone said to motivate me to not do that. <laughs> um, so with dog training the whole time, the whole time the counselor was talking to me, would all I could think about was me training dog after dog after dog after dog after dog on an e-collar. That's all I could think about is I will put pressure on a dog. I love that dog enough to not be non-confrontational, to not tiptoe around it, to not be like, well, Fluffy, we are at the state park and it is really distracting out here. And I mean, like you did just see a squirrel and you know, it's like winter. So we haven't had as much exercise. Excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse for not holding our dogs accountable and saying, well, you know, we're really beyond their threshold level right now. Well, this is just, this is a lot for them. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm so fired up tonight that I am going to practice what I preach and I'm not going to say that it's kind, air quotes again, it's kind to brush our dog's behavior under the rug as if it's not that bad, it's not that severe, it doesn't need to be addressed, it's totally normal, I can live with it, we can manage around it. I'm sorry, but that's not kind. That's not kind because if your dog is doing a behavior that is affecting your life, that means that it's probably some type of instability going on in their life. And guess what? Dogs don't want to live that way. They don't want to react on the end of the leash. They don't want to be defensive when people come over. They don't want to possess these territorial behaviors, these resource guarding behaviors, these destruction, jumping, constant, barking, anxious, pacing. Dogs don't want to live like that, y'all. They don't want to. They don't want to. They want to live a balanced life, a life that they know that someone's got their back, that someone's going to call the shots, that someone's going to step up and lead them and tell them what the H-E double hockey sticks to do. They don't just need a little best friend to hold their paw, take them to the Geneva Commons, to an overpriced little cookie shop, and get them everything they want. That's not kindness. That's not kindness. It's a superficial kindness for us as owners to feel better about ourselves because the truth is, is that we don't want to have the hard conversation. We're just non-confrontational. We don't want to say, you know what? An e-collar would change my dog's life. I could get a recall. I could take them to the state park and instead of having them on a six-foot leash because I'm so scared that something's going to happen, I can let my dog freaking off-leash. Some of you literally would pee in your pants if you even honestly pictured your dog at a state park off-leash. Maybe instead of all the GPS collars and the chips and the all the gadgets 
why don't we just go with an e-collar that it doesn't matter if our dog gets loose. It doesn't matter if our dog bolts out the door. It doesn't matter if our dog runs away because we have a tool and we will go through a training process that is very seamless. It is very smooth. It is none. It's just, it's, it's very easy on the dog. But yeah, when it comes to their specific triggers, I'm sorry, but I will be confrontational. I will have the hard conversation. I will allow that dog to experience pressure all for the purpose for them to understand, dude, it's better when you come back to me. It's better when you hang out with me. It's better when you stay connected to me i'm helping you become the best version of yourself because guess what taking after a squirrel getting hit by a car is not the best version of yourself taking off after granny who just got out of the camper with her little fluffy and mauling her dog not not a good look on you not a good look running wild and jumping on some kid and knocking them over and licking their face and scarring them not what you want your image to be. And again, it's not even about image. It's just about helping dogs have accountability and have respect. But all the while, never, ever, ever sacrificing trust. And I'm sorry, but when God puts me in my place, when he puts pressure on me, I feel closer to him than I ever have. Because I know that that's him pursuing me, taking interest in me loving me enough to try to stop me from doing the thing that's going to end up killing myself. And what if we viewed that with our dogs? What if instead of labeling it as kindness, we recognize the ugly truth of what it is, and it's us just wanting to us just being non-confrontational. What if we put our foot down and what he said, enough is enough. I am going to, in the most loving way, create some boundaries, get some more obedience, hold my dog more accountable, and have that respect in our relationship so that my dog can trust me more, our relationship can go deeper, and that they understand that come hell or high water, I I'm going to be their rock. I'm going to be the one that they can trust. I'm going to be the one that they can be there for. Because I'm just telling you, I'm telling you that if you want to play soft all day long, man, I'm fired up. And I honestly, I'm not trying to offend someone, but I really think that this message is for someone to set you free. And I'm telling you, if you kiss your dog's butt, and you worship them. Okay, that was a little graphic. That was graphic. I do I do apologize. No one's kissing any dog's butts. So that's weird. But if you if you coddle and cater and worship the ground that your dog walks on, I'm telling you, they don't they don't they don't trust you that much because they're taking things into their own hands. And they're saying, well, pfft, mom over here, dad over here, they sure as heck aren't going to stand up for me and do something because they they can't even tell me what to do. I mean, it's just like with kids. It's, it's identical with kids. It's identical. Hence why I call it the connection. Why is it called the connection? Because parenting, marriage, life relationships, dog training, 
and a relationship with God, it all connects together. All right, I'm going to stop talking because I feel a little hot and I just need to just not be that way because I need to, uh, no, I'm, see, there I am again. I'm apologizing. Why? Because I'm speaking some hard truth. I'm speaking something that somebody needs to hear. And if you are like, Lauren, I don't know what you're talking about. I got 70 collars on my dog and I just jerk them around everywhere. It's like, okay, wow, this is not for you. <laughs> this is not for you. We need to have a conversation about the other extreme of people being way too heavy on the respect side and needing to understand. Dogs have feelings. We need to empathize. We need to understand why they're doing the behavior. Why? There's a reason why dogs are doing this. And we need to get to that root and then we need to address that instead of just slapping on more adversive, just try to do the whack-a-mole and get the behaviors to go away. No, we need to address it and we need to have a full rehabilitation process to train them out of that instead of just use adversive, 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 consequence, 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 punishment, punishment, punishment. That is like pushing a beach ball under the water. It may feel good at first, but eventually, especially if you have the right dog, that that beach ball is going to pop up in your face and knock you out. And there will be retaliation. There will, I mean, you're either going to crush that dog's spirit or they're going to come after you. And not, not, not the way, in my personal opinion, that you want to go after dog training. Anyways, this convert, this hard heart-to-heart, I-love-you conversation is for those of us who we feel like we are non-confrontational. With that hard conversation we need to have with our kids, the hard conversation we need to have with a best friend that's doing that thing that you know that nobody else knows or your relationship with God or relationship with your dogs. I mean, it literally will apply to anything. I encourage us, and I'm preaching to myself, let's not let the world and our culture that we live in twist it and say, well, if you just don't ruffle feathers, if you just don't say the hard thing, if you just stay out of people's business, if you just don't confront them about that thing that's going to eventually kill them, then we can just all be kind. We just need to be kind. And I have nothing against being kind. I love that saying. I honestly always choose that as the uh, granola bar of choice at a gas station. The kind bar, very delicious. Love the chocolate on the bottom. Um, I'm all about being kind. But I think kindness is being confrontational at times, saying the hard thing, so that whoever we're leading, whoever we have authority or leadership over, whoever that is, an employee, a kid, a dog, a whatever, what if kindness looks more like saying the hard thing, doing the grunt work so that you can help them become the best version of themselves? All right, I'm peacing out. And I need to keep running my errands <laughs> and not getting distracted by talking to y'all. Because I love you guys. And I wish I could sit in this parking lot all day long. But I got my groceries and I got frozen pizzas that are melting. So I got to get going. All right. Love you guys. Bye. All right, you guys. So that concludes 
our episode for today at The Connection, conversations about faith and family through the lens of a dog trainer. As you know, all things dog training, rockkenneltraining.com. And if this um, message just encouraged you um, to take that next step and to really um, move forward in pursuing some more serious dog training um, and helping your dog become the best version of themselves, I am accepting my spring and summer schedule and getting dogs um, and clients booked for their private e-collar sessions or their board and train sessions. So uh, feel free to send me a message at rockkenneltraining.com to save your spot because I'm going to be taking a break um, this summer for a little bit. So I'll catch you up more on that at a future podcast episode, which happens every other Friday. So I hope you join me back here. If you enjoyed this, um, leave a comment, do a little five-star thingy um, on wherever you listen to this podcast, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.